0: Log Talk Radio. Well, bless the Lord, everybody. This is Pastor Winfred Burns with the Word on Wednesday. And we are here tonight to continue our study of Acts chapter 2, and we'll flow right into chapter 3. Let's have a word of prayer and begin our study. Eternal God, our Father, it's in Jesus' name that we come to say thank you. Oh God, how we welcome your presence tonight. We thank you, O God, that you are faithful. Now, God, we ask that you would be our teacher, that you would help us to understand, that you would open up the eyes of our understanding and the ears of our understanding that we might receive your word. We bless you and we praise you in Jesus' name, amen. Just so you get used to our format, our new format, we've got some folks that are, um, that are, are new to our Bible study, or, and then there are others who have been with us for quite a while, and so I want to make sure that you understand that this is no longer the full hour like we used to do. We have 30 minutes of teaching, and then we have... Uh, 15 minutes for Q&A, the 15 minutes for Q&A, if in fact uh, there are no questions, guess what? Um, I will um, immediately um, uh, begin to, uh, I'll have prayer and we will call it a night. So anyway, I want to put our timer on so we can honor time and make sure that we are uh, on time starting right now last week we um, the substance of our teaching was that Jesus fulfills the promise and the prophecy of scripture and you know we led off by talking about that Jesus uh, as he said what has he said not one Iota would be wouldn't would remain unfulfilled, and so tonight what we are doing is we are continuing that study and if you remember last week uh, the things that we talked about um, he fulfilled the spring and the summer feast that Jesus fulfilled the giving of the Holy Spirit, and that finally that G- it was Jesus, who poured out the Holy Spirit on the church, and it was, that Acts would show God working through the disciples by his spirit. In other words, God is still at work, but now what he has done is he will now work through man. And so we want to pick up right there where we left off last week, And what we want to do is we want to read a passage real quick that will set up this uh, chapter. And what we want to do is we want to turn to Matthew chapter 28. And it's a very, very familiar passage of Scripture. Uh, But what we'll see tonight is how this passage of Scripture is fulfilled in um, Acts chapter 2 and flowing into chapter 3. So, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to Matthew 28, um, verse 18. And it reads And Jesus came and said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you, and behold, I am with you always till the end of the age. In Acts chapter 2, what we're going to see is we are going to experience, we're going to actually experience the beginning, the beginning of this Passage of Scripture being fulfilled. So, turning your Bibles now to Acts chapter two. And even as we speak, it's, it's, it's always strange that the internet connection is always great until we begin Bible study. I got to figure that out. But anyway. Turn to Acts chapter 2, and we'll pick up right where we left off. Because when we left off last week, again, uh, Peter had just, under the power of the Holy Spirit, had just preached his sermon, his first sermon, and, and then uh, 3,000 souls were saved. And so I'm going to begin reading at verse 41, Acts chapter 2, verse 41. So those who received his word were were baptized, and there were added that day about 3,000 souls. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And all came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together, and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings, and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together, and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with, with glad and generous hearts, praising God, and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. What does a spirit-filled community look like? What does a spirit-filled church look like? That's, the, that's really what we see in this passage. First of all, if you look at At verse 41, it says that those who received his word were baptized. Now, the first thing I want to point out is that this new community that God is forming, that God has commissioned to spread his gospel, to spread the good news, they are made up of people who receive the word of the lord what does that word what does that receive the word of the lord mean well when you receive it is you hear and you act by faith you know sometimes in the church what we have now is we have a lot of people who will deliver a word and they'll say something like, "Well, I received that. I received that." And I think I think a lot of times what they mean is they are in agreement with what is being said. But if you actually receive the word of God, then what you're doing is number 1, you internalize, you take it into yourself and you Act upon that which you have received or that which you believe by faith. You don't need any proof that it's happening. You don't need uh, 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 to see anything. When you receive the word of God, the word of God is acted upon by faith. And, you know, that's how faith is born. That's how, how things are born in the spirit realm. You know, uh, how, how, does, how does Jane put it? Faith without works is dead. And faith is an activity, it's an action based upon what you believe. So, the church, this new Christian community, is made up of people who receive the Word of God. And when they receive the Word of God, they are baptized. Now, what do you mean they're baptized, Pastor? What's the importance of baptism? Well, you've got to go back and you've got to understand that baptism played a, a very, very important part in the life of a Jew. There were many washings. There were many cleansings. Um, first of all, if, if you were not born a Jew and you wanted to uh, uh, become a a part of their community, you had to undergo certain rites. First of all, you had to be circumcised, and circumcision is a sign of the covenant. So you were circumcised to show that you were a part of of the covenant of God. Secondly you had to offer the proper sacrifice. So you entered into the sacrificial system of the Jews. Thirdly, you had to be baptized. And and baptism was you being cleansed and also you announcing as well as renouncing your former way of life and announcing that you would now live as a Jew. Then there was John's baptism. Remember, John baptized uh, uh, Jews especially, but his, we learn, is the baptism of repentance. And what you're saying when you took John's baptism is that I am going, I'm repenting of my sins, I'm turning from my sins, and from now on, I am going to uh, uh, live according to the laws of God. I'm going to do better than I was doing before. And then finally, there's Christian baptism. Now, remember, both of these first two baptisms announced something. The first one announced that I am converting to a new, way, a new religion. I'm going to practice a new religion. That's when you went to be a Jew. The second one was that I am, from this moment forward, I am going to live a new life. I'm going to live my life a new way. And both of them were by the will of man. But now, with a Christian baptism, the first thing that you need to know is that it is you announcing that you have been born again, that you are going to begin to live not by your power, but the power of the Holy Spirit. Now let me show you a couple passages of Scripture that, that says that this is announced, that this is announcing your new life in Christ. Turn to Romans chapter six, verses three and four. Let's flip over there real quickly. Romans chapter six, verse three, it says. when we receive baptism, what we publicly announce is that, number one, that we have died to ourself. The old man is now dead. Secondly, we were buried with him. So let me, let me, let me back up just a second. When we died, we're literally participating in the crucifixion of Christ. So we're saying that just like Christ was crucified, we are now crucified with him. We identify with the death of Christ. When we go under the water, we are buried with him. That's that's symbolic of being buried. And when we come up out of the water, that signifies new life through the resurrected Christ. So it symbolizes that just as Christ was buried and rose from the dead, we too now rise a new creation. And so we're announcing that we now no longer live for ourselves, But instead, we now live by the power of God. We have a new beginning. Um, Turn to Galatians 2 real quick. Verse 19. For through the law, I died to the law. So that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So now we are crucified to the law the law no longer has power over us, we no longer lead, we are no longer bound by the law. What does that mean? That means that death has no more authority over us because in Christ we recognize that it was him who paid our sin our sin penalty and he freed us from the law and now not only that, but guess what it's not me that lives but it's Christ. It's, I live by the power of Christ. Isn't that something? So, that's what, that's what baptism is all about. It is passing from death to life. It is identifying with um, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. It is our new beginning just like the baptism of the, that, that got you into the Jewish faith uh, symbolized that you would now be uh, uh, starting a new religion, or the baptism of John that said that basically now that I've repented of my sins, I'm going to have a new start. Well, the baptism that we receive through Jesus Christ says that we have now Past from death to life, and we have a new life, and we are born again. I hope that helps you. And now, what, so what's Christian baptism all about? Well, if you look back, I'm going to show you what it, it says. Christian baptism entails confession, saying what God says, repentance, turning to God, crucifixion, Reckoning ourselves dead, and finally burial, and resurrection into the new life that is empowered by the Holy Spirit. Why did you read that other passage, Pastor? If you're going to spend this time on baptism, well, look at what happens in the passage. The church learns how to be through disciple how to be disciples through teaching. And living in unity, forming relationships. Look what it says. It says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and fellowship, to to the breaking of bread and the prayers. What the forming is through teaching and reaching to each other. Because if you look down. All who believed, verse 44, were together and had all things in common, and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had needs. They were attending church together. They were fellowshipping by breaking bread in the homes together. They were unified. The church learned to be disciples. What did the passage say? Well, the passage says, go therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. We saw that. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, they're teaching them to observe all that they've commanded. They're unified. They're studying together. They've been empowered to be one. They are the answer to the prayer that Jesus prays in John chapter 15 and 16, where he's praying that, I pray that they be one, just as you and I, meaning he and God, are one. Baptism. I need to go back to that. We're going to talk a lot about baptism, especially early on in in this, because baptism is important. Um, baptism is one of the ordinances of the church. And Although some churches discount or fail to teach it, it is commanded by Christ, and it is part of our commission. Um, One of the things that you have to understand is when you are baptized, you are baptized into Christ. You are baptized into the body of Christ. Baptism signals your new beginning. It's your public confession. There are some who even say that it's at baptism that you receive the Holy Spirit. Based on Acts chapter 2, verses 41 through 47, churches under the power of the Holy Spirit are, number one, they're proclaimers or witnesses. They're receivers of the word. They are baptized. They pass from death to life in Christ. They are teachers, they they make disciples, they walk in unity, they are in the business of building relationship through fellowship, and God allows them to multiply. If we look at ourselves, if we look at our churches today, we can readily see the areas that we need to improve in. Some churches are very, very good at the word. Some churches are very, very good at witnessing. Some churches are very, very good at fellowship. But all of these together are what make for a spirit filled, empowered church. And that's really what the Holy Spirit does. So when we find that we're missing something, and, you know, it's not for us to go judge in churches. It's for us to examine ourselves. And if we find that, you know, we're not good at fellowship or we're not practicing fellowship or we're not good at um, walking in unity or we're not building relationships um, or we're not good witnesses, then we need to be confessing, repenting, and praying. I will personally say that, I'm just not that good at building certain relationships, and I'm not big at fellowship. Those are areas that the Holy Spirit has to work on me with for growth. And and everybody has them. Let's keep moving. So that's what the church should look like. Because this is the church in its infancy. This is the model that God leaves behind for us to study. Let's keep going. I want you to turn real quickly to Mark 16, verses 15. Mark Mark 15. And that sets up the... Mark 15 will set up the next passage for us. Mark chapter 15. Because now what we're going to see in this next passage, is another sign of a spirit-filled church. Mark chapter 15, and I'm going to start reading at verse 15. And this is Jesus speaking. And he said to them, Go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. Now watch 17. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick, and they will recover. Go, to Acts, go back to Acts chapter 3. Now remember, these signs shall follow them that believe. In Acts chapter 3, it reads as followed, follows. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour, and a man, lame from birth, was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the Beautiful Gate. To ask alms of those entering the temple, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms, and Peter directed his gaze at him, as did John, and said, Look at us. Signs shall follow them that believe. What happened here? There's a beggar that they take to the beautiful gate, and the, they he could only go to the gate because he is, is stuck outside of the temple precinct. The gate led to the entrance that the, or the entrance that the Jews could go into but Gentiles had to stay outside of the gate. Here was a man who was a Jewish man who could not go into the temple because of his condition. But God is going to give a sign. God is going to fulfill a prophecy that these signs will follow them that believe, as it is the sign of healing. And what we see is that the same miracles that Jesus performed now are being performed by the power of the Holy Spirit through his disciples. Mm. One of the signs. Of a spirit filled church is miracles. Now, I know that, that there are some who say that miracles are for another dispensation. To them, I say, I hope you never need a miracle. But I believe, and the Bible supports me, that miracles, signs, and wonders should follow the believer. Miracles. Signs and wonders should follow the believer. What happened? Here's a beggar who's, looking, who's asking for alms. His expectation was to receive alms. But what he received was was what God is willing to give all. He received his healing. He received the miracle to walk. And why did God perform this miracle at this time? God uses miracles as a sign of his power, as a sign that allows us to take advantage of witnessing opportunities. God just doesn't give out miracles to give out miracles. No. He is using miracles, signs, and wonders to let everyone know that he is the true and living God, that Jesus is his son, and through Jesus we obtain eternal life. This miracle will open the door to preaching. Preaching. Let me go a little further. I'm, 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 oh, I'm running out of time. I'm going I'm to I'm try to go as far as I can. While he clung, I'm at, at verse 11. While he clung, clung to Peter and John, all the people ran together to them in the portico called Solomon's, astounded. And when Peter saw it, he addressed the people. Men of Israel, why do you wonder at this? but you denied the Holy and Righteous One and asked for a murderer to be granted to you. And you killed the author of life whom God raised from the dead. To this we are witnesses. And his name, by faith in his name, has made this man strong whom you see and know. And the faith that is through Jesus has given this man this perfect help in the presence of you all, what he does is he says to them, you're guilty. God glorified Jesus, and you delivered him. God did signs and wonders through him, and you killed. you delivered him up. You denied him. You desired a killer, but you crucified him. Say that Jesus that you crucified, that's the one who did this. That Jesus that you crucified, that's the one who was raised from the dead and we are witnesses of it. A spirit-filled church will see the manifestation of characteristic. I need to stop now. My 30 minutes are up. If you have questions, we're in the Q&A time now. I said I'm going to do 30 minutes, remember? If you have questions, if you have comments, you can call me on Global Drive um, or you can even right now on Facebook Live. You can type your questions or your comments up. I'm focusing in on the screen right now just so I can, can pay attention to, to what you're saying. Any questions? And I'm sorry that i got to break it off in the middle of everything, but this is what I promised that I'd do. I said 30 minutes. I'm going 30 minutes. I'm leaving you the 15 minutes. Going once. No calls. Going twice. No calls, no comments. I don't know why y'all don't call or comment. I really don't. Because I know you do. I know you got questions. And I see you guys out there, too. John, Maria, good seeing all again. Anyway, okay. So we're going to pick up right where we left off next week um, in Acts Chapter 3. And we're going to have a word of prayer, and we're going to call it a night. Let's pray. Eternal God, our Father, how we thank you and how we praise you, how we glorify your name. Father, we thank you that we are your disciples and that we are learning your commandments. We're learning how to do what you said. We thank you, oh God, for the newness of life that we have received. We thank you, oh God, for new beginnings. We thank you, oh God, that you filled us with your spirit, that you empower us to bear witness of your death, your burial, your resurrection. We thank you that you've allowed us to participate in in your death, burial, and resurrection. Now, the life that we live, we now live for you. We repent, O God, of the things that we have done wrong. We repent, O God, of the neglect of witnessing. We repent, O God, of walking past opportunities. We ask that you would forgive us and give us yet another chance. Give us yet another opportunity to go forward in your name. We bless you and we praise you for all things. Help us to be faithful. Help us to be true. Help us to advance the kingdom of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, for the week, I pray that the blessings of God upon you, I Thank you, thank you, thank you for attending um, the Bible study, the Word on Wednesday. Each Wednesday night, we'll pick up where we left off. Finally, um, I've been asking through Facebook and through various other um, uh, venues for you to subscribe to my YouTube page. Uh, I need to get 100 followers to get a custom URL. This custom URL will uh, allow me to get these Bible studies and inspirational teachings out to more people, specifically to those who are shut in and don't, can't get to Bible study, who want to participate in Bible studies. And a lot of the people are not uh, technologically savvy. They don't know how to maneuver everything, but if we could just teach them how to just punch a link, get to the Bible study, that'll help them. Help them with their daily inspi- uh, daily devotionals with the inspirational teachings or, or readings that we 're putting out there, just a lot of things to help those who are not uh, technically savvy and it also helps advance the kingdom of god and that 's what we 're all about advancing his kingdom so if you could help me do that, I would really, really appreciate it. Uh, all the help that I can get, Brianna. I see you just getting here, and I'm so sorry, but we're through for the evening. So you'll have to wait until tomorrow, so we can get and when we get the Bible study posted, or you can watch it again tonight. I think it'll post on Facebook tonight, and then. Uh, but in any, any event, uh, thanks for coming. We're going to be st- again. We'll start promptly at seven, um, and by seven thirty, seven thirty-five, we'll go into our Q&A, there's no questions or comments, then we'll immediately, immediately go into prayer and call it a night. So be blessed. Have a wonderful evening, and I'll see you next week for the, with the Word on Wednesday. God bless you.